Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is uh, 12-25-2020, the Christmas day of 2020. Um, today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 24, the fourth paragraph that begins, When This Sort of Thinking, and we're going to do one paragraph only. Today's readers are Denzin P. for the Steps, uh, Patty F. for the Traditions, Penny C., and Marjo, Margaret D. on the text, uh, and uh, that's it. Okay. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, uh, 12:24, the 7 a.m. meeting was 16,059. 16059. The 10 a.m. meeting was 16,060. That's 16,060. OA's preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose and that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Tenzin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Here are the steps we took, which I suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Next, I'm going to ask Patty F. to read the 12 traditions. Patty? Hi, this is Patty F., a compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders have a trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, OA's anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Every reminder is to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Patty. Um, Okay, Uh, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Uh, Share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by pressing, uh, by saying pass and press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 24, the fourth paragraph, which begins, When This Sort of Thinking. Um, I'm now going to ask Penny C. to begin the reading. Penny? Good morning, and thank you, Craig. Thank you, everybody on the line this morning. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area, where this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendency, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid, and unless locked up, 
may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by lesions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. When it talks here about when this sort of thinking is fully established, I have to go back to the previous paragraph and see what sort of thinking this is referring to. And it says in the previous paragraph, it won't burn me this time. Or to think, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with the sixth drink, or what's the use anyhow? So when I came to uh, working the steps shortly after coming into this fellowship, I was told that the one of the goals of going through this book was to identify, identify myself with the alcoholic using these directions for recovery from alcoholism and apply them to my disease of compulsive overeating. And so I could really, I had no trouble identifying with this because I had come to the the point in my life where I had decided that it's sort of like, what's the use? That why don't I just accept the fact that I'm always going to be fat? I'm always going to struggle to even find decent clothes to fit. Uh, I'm always going to um, eat everything in sight and not be able to stop. You know, it was just uh, it was just a mad go around, and every so often I would make that resolve again, no, this time I can do it, only to go back to that same insane thinking. You know, or maybe maybe I can have just one. Today I know that I can't have just one. But what I really like about this paragraph, when, it's, when it tells me, but for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. I would have been one of those. But for the grace of God, I was led to Overeaters Anonymous. In my very first meeting, I was told that I had a disease and that recovery is in the steps and I could recover if I found a a God that was real to me, if I had a new concept of a higher power that was really, really could, could help me with this overeating that I had been doing for 47 years. And so I just am so grateful. I mean, that word sometimes seems worn out, grateful, but it, 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 it never, never gets worn out with me. I am just so, so thankful that I've come to this point in my life where I no longer struggle with the food. It, and for people who don't believe that you can have over three decades of recovery and, and long-term abstinence, um, you know, there are many of us on this line who can attest to, with the help of God, we can and we have. So God bless everybody and um, know that, that, you know, the grace of God is there for you just as it was for me. And I'll pass. 
Thank you, Penny. Okay, um, we're going to take names now for people to share. I want to remind everybody that we ask you if you've shared in the last two days, that would be Wednesday or Thursday on any of the meetings, that you hold back and allow other people to have the opportunity to share. So who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Larry Kay. I'd be happy to share. This is Susan H. in Ohio. Got you, Susan. Uh, Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York. Karen Kay. Laura Kay. T. in Florida. Laura. This is Nancy yes. Z. from Indiana. Nancy. Loretta H. from Raleigh. All right. I think that's a pretty good list. Um, I have uh, Larry K., Susan H., Karen K., I think Laura K., Nancy V., I think it was, and uh, Loretta H. Um, so, Larry, let's get get us going again. All right. Hey, Craig, good morning, and thanks for your service. Larry Kay, uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. But I'm in Denver uh, today. So the, um, you, you know, I want to I talk about, you know, this, this notion that we're reading about, about be, uh, being beyond human aid. You know, there, there's a, you know, a sizable maybe minority of uh, uh, people in OA that remain agnostic, uh, or even atheist, and and this doesn't does not mean at all that they have not performed you know essentially spiritual um, acts. In other words, they've they've asked for help. There there it's a spiritual act in accepting their powerlessness over their life at at that present moment, right? And and these are all to me acts of humility of accepting one's need, um, you, you know, need for for help from you know, beyond ourselves. And, and they also attend meetings. It's a, a spiritual act. You know, there's not a lot of people on the line this morning. Uh, but I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's another day where I, need, I, I get to, to see that I'm powerless, right? Um, they attend meetings and, and, and they attend meetings where no one's in charge uh, apart from, from God as, as he may express himself in our group conscience, you know? And so even, even our first sponsor, I know my first sponsor, that was a power greater than myself and 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 his sponsor sponsor perhaps was a power uh you know just in in the way of advising and support so the for, you know from the moment that one has you know kind of um accepted the need for help they've accepted that help will come from a power greater than themselves and it's a very humbling and i believe it's a very spiritual act it, it's a it's a new breath that's kind of filling you know, our lives. And, and the untreated addict is in a constant state of emergency. It's a con you know, it's a constant threat. They're, they're, I have no cognitive control over my behavior when it comes to food, you know, for the untreated addict. And, and thinking for me in that untreated state was, was sort of like on automatic pilot, right? There, there was no, no flight or no fight available to the untreated compulsive overeater. I, I didn't, I would, there was no fleeing and there was no fight available to me. So my question is this really, how is this not 
a disorder, if you will, a condition that has placed us beyond human aid and beyond our, our, in particular, beyond our own human aid. And this book was imploring me to confront this fact. And many powers in the way of people, you know, confronted me with this fact in the book. It says, once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no mental defense against the first drink. His defense must come from a higher power. So for me, it started out with my sponsor. It started out with the people in the meetings and so forth. And look, if it remains that for you, wonderful. If you have a complete spiritual transformation and you remain self-identified as, as, as atheist, as agnostic, terrific. You're welcome here. You know, if that's working, wonderful. You know, and, and, and uh, there's, you know, there's no judgment or there's no any of that stuff. I just knew that I could not. Um, I was implored to confront that fact that I had no, at certain times, had no power, no power, and I needed the 12 steps to access that power. And uh, that's available still to anybody, anybody at all. Uh, I'm grateful for that this morning. And thanks for your service again, Craig. With that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Surprised me there. All right. Um, Susan H., uh, you're up. Susan? Yeah, this is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio and a very grateful one. What really kind of jumped out at me is so many want to stop but cannot. And that was me for so long. I wanted to stop. I didn't want my body deformed by the, the compulsive eating. I, I, I just did not understand where to turn. And uh, which takes me back to he's probably placed himself beyond human aid. I didn't, I just kept looking to myself to fix it. I can fix this. I went to meetings for a year and a half. And I loved that I could identify with these people, but I still thought it was for me to do, to fix it. And being recovered, I can still fall into that kind of, thinking sometimes about moods and about um, the Christmas doldrums. I've got to stop this. When, since I am beyond human aid and I am powerless and my life is unmanageable, um, I need to turn first to a higher power and ask, what's the next right thing? Where do I go? And the answer is always there when I, when I ask about it. And quite often it has to do with reaching out to fellows in program. Yeah, just holding out my hand. Because when I reach out to try to help, I'm helped. So uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful that this program works that way. It gets me out of isolation. And... Uh, gives me that sense of sane and happy usefulness that just was not mine before. So grateful that we're all here today together, and uh, happy holidays to everyone, whatever your holiday is. I pass. Okay, thank you, Susan. Next we have Karen Kay. Karen? 
Good morning, everybody. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. And a Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you, everybody, for your service today. Uh, this disease does not take a vacation. What really stuck out to me the most was, um, you know, these dark, ugly facts have been confirmed by lesions. That's between 3,000 and 6,000 uh, Roman soldiers. I've already done this for me, so I don't have to go do a project about it. I don't have to do that because people have already done it for me, which is a wonderful thing. And what I like about this paragraph and what I like about we agnostics, it talks about if I do not have some sort of spiritual awakening, some sort of spiritual experience, whatever it may be, I will not get this. And I had, you know, in the very beginning when I started, um, the group was, even though, you know, I had a very strong faith, I needed to look at things through the eyes of other people. I needed to be teachable. I wanted to be teachable. But wanting it and actually doing it, you know, it talks about so many want to stop but cannot. Want is step zero. You know, it says in the uh, how it works, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any lakes, then you're ready to take certain steps. That's step zero. Actually doing the steps is steps one through 12. And today I'm blessed with somebody um, getting ready to do her four step today. Only takes two hours. And if it's God's will, she'll be doing her fifth step on Christmas Day, which will be an awesome Christmas present for her. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Karen. You guys are surprising me. Your quick endings today. Uh, next, I think we have Laura K. Laura. Hi, this is Laura T. Like Thomas from Florida. Blessings, oh, everybody. I feel um, very blessed to speak with some of my favorite people from Vision of You. Of, uh, from Vision. <laughs> um, I was thinking of one of them who read today, and. Um, I, a couple of others. Anyways, this sort of thinking, um, for me, that means insanity. Beyond human aid, um, for me, that translates into um, me having a beef with my higher power and not being cooperated, cooperative with him when I was um, an adult because of my childhood traumas. And then um, when it says, when it says um, die or insanity, um, I fully accepted myself and thought, like many, I've heard many others this week say, this is how God made me and this is how I'm going to live. Um, but thank God from where it says lesion, lesions of others. Um, I hear myself and so many people on this line. It's ridiculous. And then the last thing of the reading was want to stop. Oh, my God. Did I want to stop? Um, this morning, a couple of things have, have um, gone through my mind. I've been listening to Vision for many years, and I can count on one hand 
the number of times I've shared. But, um, well, I was thinking I got this thought is um, just recently, yesterday, I was I was sending somebody a link to an outreach group, a big book outreach group I'm on. And by mistake, I sent it to a neighbor that I've become close with, um, even though we've lived in the next neighborhoods for 20 years together. Um, I've become close to her recently. And she said, she said to me recently, she was talking about weight. I don't think she's alcoholic like us, but she said about losing weight. And I was, I was, we were talking and she was like, wow, you weigh less than me. And, um, I didn't mention the program at all. I just, I just, and I told her I once weighed 360 pounds and she said something like, you look so normal. And it just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of struck me. I, I, the insanity of um, my disease and this morning it was just such a gift to, um, to put on a pair of jeans in a t-shirt, you know, just, just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I used to have to have clothes made for me. Um, you guys, it's such a, the lesions of others. Uh, to me, it's like all, all, everybody on this line. So thank you. And I pass. Okay. Thank you, Laura. Next we have Nancy. I think it was, uh, Nancy V. Nancy, it's Nancy V as in Zebra from um, Indiana. And sorry. Okay. Um, Very, very grateful to be here today. Compulsive eater, bulimic, anorexic. Um, I, this this paragraph, this whole chapter is is just blown me away here. I'm in reading it. Um, with a, one of my groups and listening to it in the vision meetings. And um, it just describes me to a T. I could just basically say ditto to what everyone has said. Um, that, that type of thinking, I am, I am convinced today that I am the type of compulsive overeater that the big book describes like the real compulsive or the real alcoholic. Um, I'm convinced of that today. And it took a long time and a lot of failures and a lot of falls and a lot of pain to get to that point. And I just hope that I can use um, my past, my experience, strength, and hope to help others. Um, But this line of thinking, um, the nonchalant um, that it describes in the paragraph before, I'll stop at the sixth drink. I'll just have a bite. Um, What's the use anyhow? The efforts, I call it. What's the use anyhow? I'm never going to stop. And my uh, my last binge was was. As I look back now, I can see the whole previous month before that day, that line of thinking was taking a deeper and deeper hold. I was moving further and further away from the meetings and the fellowship um, and from my God. And that is certain to lead me into a relapse. Uh, with, at some point, it's going to just happen inevitably. So today, uh, the hope that I have is I have gotten a new sponsor working with her um, and she is she is this she is a compulsive eater the type I am so she knows my she knows me and it's amazing to me just in a few um, few days of working with her how 
she just is right on with the with what she's saying, what she's asking, what she's asking me to do. And I'm grateful today to have a willing heart. I'm grateful today to know that I'm not my higher power um, and that my higher power is outside of me and that I am beyond human help. And that, that was one of the things that I always did was I would, I would scamper to a new, a new sponsor or a new group or a new person, help me, help me, help me. And today I know that God is my only hope. Um, and through the fellowship of this program, I'm finding a relationship with that God. So just very, very grateful to be here this morning. Thanks for being here as well. And I'll pass. Okay, thanks, Nancy. Next we have Loretta H., and then we're going to take another list of names. Loretta? Loretta? Star one? Sorry, Craig. Loretta H. from Raleigh Recovered. I want to thank you, Craig, and everyone on this line who saves my life every day. I want to uh, speak about, um, but for the grace of God, go I, a wretch like me. And um, I came into the room about 19 plus years ago, and um, I had a God sighting that day. I didn't know it because I, as other people have shared, initially I used my sponsor, the fellowship, the big book to just keep me centered and uh, understanding that I have no power uh, and no memory and no choice when it comes to the food. But today, because of the work, because of God's grace, and it is God's grace, he's given me a lot of sightings even before I was in the rooms, even in the disease. And when I worked my fourth step and fifth step and eighth step and ninth step, I saw them all. But that's what the work does, then I can actually have that awakening. And one of I have a couple of favorite paragraphs in the big book, but um, 45 and we agnostics. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how do you find this power? And this is what this book and this the steps are about is finding that power, whatever it is, within, we find it within ourselves, um, but we have to uh, plug into the power source. And so today with God's grace, and it is a beautiful day, a happy day, and because of this program, and with that I pass. And Happy day to all of you, and stay safe today, and Mary, Mary. And with that, I pass. Okay. Uh, thank you, Loretta. All right. We're now ready to take uh, a new list of names for sharing. I remind you that if you shared in the last couple of days, that would be Wednesday or Thursday, that we ask you to hold back and allow some of the other almost 300 people that are on here on this holiday morning to uh, to share. So who would like to have a turn? Linda D. Rick Lily in the UK. All right. I didn't get any of that. Mia, I got Brenda Lily. D. But... Marcia D. 
JT. Rick J. Deb F. Liz T. Annette S. All right, I've got Brenda, Marsha, Rick, Deb, Liz, and Annette. Who did I miss? Mia JT. Nita? Mia, M-I-A. Oh, Mia. All right, well, that's a pretty good list. Um, why don't we uh, go with that and see how our time works? Okay, um, Brenda D, you're up. Hi, Craig. It's and everybody. It's Linda D from Connecticut. Oh, oh Linda. All right. <laughs> Hi, Craig. Um, hmm. A couple days ago, I was in Walmart and I was sitting on the one place that there is to sit down in that big store. It's almost Christmas. And a man walked by me, and he was so oh, somewhere around 500 pounds. He could barely walk. He had almost summer-like clothing on. It's cold around here in Connecticut. And I thought, my God, how blessed I am. And I prayed for him. And, uh, well, what's so different about that? It's a nice thing to do. I am that man. I don't look like that man. I'm not 40-something. I'm uh, white. Um, I'm not Italian. I think he was Italian. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything except I am that man. I am every single person, thin, super thin, uh, heavy, all the uh, variations in between, without a higher power. Now, that's a tall order for somebody who was an atheist. There were two things that I did not want to hear when I came in here. One is that I'm nuts. That's mental illness, you know, that malady. And uh, that there's a higher power. Uh-huh. That's corny. I know better. Blah, blah. Till my um, arrogance was broken. I didn't look arrogant on the surface, but I was inside. So my arrogance and my ignorance was broken, I, I could not be helped. And, um, and what broke it was all of you telling the truth, guiding me. And when I was broken, I was willing to be so open-minded that I started out talking to the air. I thought I was talking to the air and saying, uh, show me that you're real beyond a shadow of a doubt. And do you know this force showed up in uh, coincidences over and over and over. And over time, I saw that it was within me. So that when I was sitting on that one spot in Walmart the other day, and the guy walks by, I was asking God how to help. And and I helped by praying for him. And then I was asking God how to get to the bus without getting, without getting killed with all the people around me that are pushing and shoving and some of them with masks and some without. I rely on God for everything, except when I'm a smart ass and I don't. And then 
I figure I've got a better idea. No, I don't. So I'm here every day pretty much because I'm learning how to be a changed person from the inside. But thank God God is real. I pass. Okay, thanks, Linda. Next we have Marsha D, and she'll be followed by Rick, Jay, and then Deb S. Marsha? Thank you, Craig. Good morning, OA family, and Merry Christmas to those who are celebrating. I'm grateful for this meeting. It's a wonderful way for me to start the day. Um, I have to be honest, though, I'm really, uh, I'm really struggling, and I don't want to miss all the blessings that this season brings. I don't want to miss <clears throat> the message of our great program and what this text reveals. Um, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And I have been caught up in a relapse. I'm now at my highest weight I've ever been. Even having two pregnancies, I was never this high in weight. And while I know the weight is but a symptom, um, I'm really seeing physically the manifestation of the disease today. And I've seen the spiritual and mental twists, but now I'm seeing the physical, and it's scaring me. So I just wanted to be honest because <clears throat> they say we're as sick as our secret, and I know that there's much more to life than this. The baffling part for me is I've always been a spiritual person, but something has to be amiss in my thinking and my relationship with my higher power for this to be happening. So I'm going to. Uh, continue the journey and thank you all for sharing your experience strength and hope i'm going to reach out to my sponsor most importantly today i'm going to claim my seat for these 24 hours so i can remember what today's about it's not about the food so thank you so much for being there and have a blessed day okay uh, thank you marcia next we have uh, rick j and followed by deb s and liz t rick Hey, good morning, Craig. This is uh, Rick J. I'm a compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. I recovered, but not cured, as my dear friend says. And uh, this sort of thinking, um, you know, fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies. And I was thinking, you know, this sort of thinking and, you know, backing up that paragraph, um, two lines pop out at me. It won't burn me this time. So here's how. Well, I'll stop with the sixth drink, you know, and for me, that's, uh, you know, that twist of the mind and the uh, physical allergy right there, you know, it's, uh, oh, I can, <laughs> I, it's not going to hurt me this time or I'll, I'll figure out whatever way I need to, um, you know, to ignore the, you know, the addiction that I'm fully immersed in and all the pain that it's causing me. Um, and then of course, um, I'm going to try to figure out when I'm going to stop. You know, and like somebody said the other day, you know, it's like, uh, it ain't over till the gorilla says it's over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just love that. Um, and it's that I'm beyond human aid. And they're stark and ugly facts. And what I see right there is hopeless, just hopelessness beyond human aid to me is, is like the perfect um, definition of, of hopelessness. But um, I love how it, it takes us to, uh, but for the grace of God, you know, and that's that's where we're headed. That's what this is all about. And like Larry said, you know, it's about that power. You know, we're going to find that power greater than ourselves. So um, that's all I have, and uh, good to be here on the line and abstinent. And 
connected with my higher power and you this morning. Thanks, Rick. Next we have uh, Deb S. followed by Liz T. and then uh, Annette S. So, Deb? Star one to unmute. Was there a Deb S? Hello? Hi, this is Deb S from Michigan, and I'm definitely a grateful recovered compulsive eater, recovered by by the grace of God for today. Um, I just am thinking so much about my gratitude for the program today and for all of you. And I just wanted to share a little bit of experience, strength, and hope. And somebody said, you know, there are people who have stopped compulsive overeating for decades, and I just feel very humble and blessed. I am one of those people who came into the program, and the program works. I was at a dire situation in terms of eating and compulsive eating and the way that I was using food. It was, um, you know, it's just horrible and weight gain, but weight gain loss cycles, and it was a mess. And just to come into the program and learn the steps and learn from you all. Um, it was a while ago, and we really didn't have as many meetings in the area where I was, so I started going to AA meetings. Um, I had identified myself as an alcoholic with food, and I just had seen it like that. So going to AA meetings seemed to make sense, and nobody minded that I was there. You know, they seemed to embrace me being there. So I studied the big book and learned. We didn't have vision at that time but what a, that I knew of. But I learned from the big book, and that's how I, that's how everybody in our meeting kind of focused, was on the big book. And people got well, and we got re- recovery, and it's amazing. I, I have had one, it's been decades, and I have had one relapse. It was two years into the program, and I had a two-week relapse when I made a major move. And that was so scary that, you know, I just didn't need to, go out and try that hot stove again since but it doesn't mean I'd stop growing in any way and I always feel like God has thrown challenges at me to learn and to grow and I'm, I just see this book as timeless and our program is just absolutely completely timeless and certainly in my life there's so many things and and this morning I was feeling some those thoughts of you know fear resentment self-centeredness, those things that will get me into trouble if I let myself entertain those thoughts for long. I mean, I have to assess the feelings and get connected to what it is I am feeling or else I'm pushing it under the rug and I'm probably not going to get through it in a very healthy way. So I do that, but I also can't entertain those kinds of feelings for long. They're not helpful. And this morning I was having a little bit of of those feelings related to some gatherings and people not being so careful or around some of the health issues and things that people have. And, and I started going down that road, and I thought, you know, what am, what am I going to do today? What's my job? What am I going to do today? I'm going to go to the meeting at 7. I'm going to do the things that I promised to do, and I'm going to turn this over to God and stay as safe as I can and do the things that are, that are my part. And, and that was really a gift to, to believe that, again, I, those fear, resentment, jealousy, dishonesty, those feelings, self-centeredness, it's got to be my way. When I start feeling those, that's really an indicator 
for me to go to God and ask those questions. You know, what would you have me do? What do you want me to do? And how can I help somebody else? And and luckily that has started to take hold in my life more in the moment. And that's something I've been working toward. But I'm constantly, it seems, working toward being more effective and having more of an understanding personality. And, and it really does help. Uh, the last sentence on it, so many want to stop but cannot. That just really broke, you know, kind of broke me this morning to read that. So many want to stop but cannot, you know, and and I don't know the General answer, reminder. but that's really a, a gift to, to read that and to hear all of you guys talk today. Thanks, and um, blessings to all of you. Bye. Thanks. Blessings. Thank you very much, Deb. All right. Next up, we have Liz T., followed by Annette, and then followed by Mia. Liz, good morning. Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Craig, for your service. My name is Liz T. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Minnesota. And I'm just looking at the words, you know, when this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid. And um, I was just reflecting on, well, what's, what's that mean to me, beyond human aid? You know, all of my schemes, you know, for... Um, stopping compulsive overeating or limiting or moderating, um, all of those schemes and little plans and designs never worked or worked for a while until they didn't anymore. Um, and so I have the word thinking circled too, that it, it starts in my thinking. I have that alcoholic mind and I need a spiritual awakening as a result of working the steps, um, abstinent, entirely abstinent from my binge behaviors and substances that send me back into the vicious cycle of disease. And that um, spiritual experience on page 567, where it's described as a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism or compulsive overeating. And I just think back, you know, I I didn't come into the room thinking I needed a personality change. You know, I, I thought everyone else around me needed to change so I wouldn't need to eat. Um, compulsively to quote unquote cope with life, um, and so I realized um, when I came in, I had I had the cart before the horse. I needed to work on my own spiritual malady, or God to work on my spiritual malady in order to str- to straighten out mentally and physically. And as a result, my relationships have transformed as well, and um, parenting and marriage and just so many improvements all throughout my life, um, so many aspects of my life have benefited from this 12-step program. So um, uh, that's what I was reflecting on this morning is that so many want to stop but cannot. They don't, you know, like myself, I didn't even know about the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind before I got into a big book study and 12-step program. So I'm just grateful to be here. Not everybody has this opportunity. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. All right, next we have Annette S. Annette? Hi, Merry Christmas. Um, I'm Annette S. from Vermont. Um, When they say no power, so uh, I thought I had power. I went through the steps. I spent the time with my sponsor and so many days and weeks and months and 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 then it just took one uh, Christmas holiday to turn me, and I gave all that away. And 
I gave away everything I've done, and and I realize again that I'm day one again of abstinence today. I'm going to start again, but but I don't know why I tricked myself. I mean, my mind is definitely twisted because I tricked myself, and I said, oh well, I could do this. It's 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 just one. It's just one. And it's a holiday and all these reasons to rationalize why I should do it. And so my twisted mind tricked myself and um, my disease couldn't take a vacation. So today I'm going to start again. And, you know, that one thing was wrong. And so um, I'd like to be abstinent again and that's what I'm going to do I'm not going to be that obstinate child saying oh I could do it I could do it it's only just not important it's a special day and whatever other reasons I try to rationalize but so today I'm going to start again and I want I was going to wait till all the goodies left the house but they're leaving the house they're leaving the house they're getting locked in my daughter's car um and I'm so grateful to have all of you for help and, and to remind myself that I do have a God and I do, I can do this. And um, I, I, I seem to want it just a little bit more every time. And today is just the perfect day because it's a spiritual day and it's a perfect day to start again. And with, with that, I pass. Thank you all. Thank you, Annette. Okay, next we have... Mia, and then we're going to take a few more names. Have a little bit of time left. Mia? Hi. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good morning. Um, I'm Mia JT from the Boston area, recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, grateful to be here. Craig, thank you for your service, and thank you, Team Friday, and everyone who puts this call together. Um, this is my first time sharing as a recovered person on this line, and um I am so truly grateful and truly humble to be here and to listen to everybody. Um, this is, um, I've, I've been working my program for the last four months um, with a, with an amazing sponsor and, um, and I'm recovered and I never thought that I would be recovered. I never thought that I could get there. I just, you know, I um, really thought I was beyond human aid. I, spent so much time in my head trying to find a way that I could make this work for me, um, that I could not be um, obsessing about food and eating food all day long, uh, sitting and watching TV and not having a life. And I, I for today, know that um, this is by the grace of God, that God has gifted me something that truly is beyond my wildest imagination. I never, ever thought that this would happen for me, you know, but a little bit of hope, right? And then a little bit of willingness and a little bit of open-mindedness and a little bit of honesty just cracks the door open and then everything just starts to flow and then it becomes more willingness, more open-mindedness, more honesty, you know, real-time honesty, rigorous honesty, and, um, you know, truly understanding that it's not about the food, right? 
that the goal is not abstinence. The goal is to to be of service to others, to be useful to others, and to know that God can do for me what I could never, ever do for my myself. For me to be on a meeting first thing in the morning on Christmas Day, that's a miracle. And miracles happen every day. And um, I'm truly grateful and truly humbled. And uh, I thank you all for being here. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Okay, thanks, Mia. All right, we have uh, about five minutes, so we can do a couple of two-and-a-half-minute shares. Who would like to share? Lauren, Hi, Casey. Courtney from Virginia. Right. I got a Lauren and a Courtney. How's that? Lauren? Good morning, Craig. Thank you. I appreciate that you heard my name. And Merry Christmas to everybody. I'm really grateful to be on this meeting this morning. Um, I'm not here with a book, but I, I, you know, heard enough that I remember. I'll stop after six drink. And, you know, as an alcoholic, I really don't know what normal drinking is. But I'm guessing it might be two or three drinks. So six is normal. But that, that's what came to his mind. I'll stop after the sixth drink. And um, the other thing is beyond human aid. Um, there's another phrase in the big book, no human power. And there's several more because I've been going through the book with, with sponsees. And every time something like that comes up, I point it out to them because um, I had an AA sponsor that, that emphasized the, um, the phrase no human power. And what that tells me is, you know, the main human power I was trying to rely on was mine, and that didn't work. And then, you know, there's other human powers, there's doctors, there's sponsors, there's friends, family. None of them worked. The only thing that worked was really giving this to God. And I'm just so grateful that I came to that realization and, and stuck with it, you know, because I'd think of that, yeah, yeah, that's what I got to do. But then I'd walk away and go back to the food. And um, I'm just really really grateful. You know, this is this is a day of, of gift giving and I've been given the gift of recovery and this meeting and um, thanks everybody. I'll pass. Uh, one moderator. Okay, good morning. Um, Courtney, you're up uh, at about two and a half minutes. Okay, thank you, Craig. Um, this is the first time I've ever shared, so I'm, my heart is beating, though, because I have something crazy and wonderful to, to share. Um, uh, I'm not new to the program at all, and I'm not new to vision, but I am working the steps with another sponsor. I've had many in my time with this meeting, but I've always let them go, and I've let them go many times around the holidays because I was just going to keep doing what I wanted to do, thinking that I could get well and have just one and do the do the brunch at Christmas and then come home and have the normal meals the rest of the day. This time, this week, I've been sharing with more people the lurking notion that I have about eating the brunch and thinking it won't be uh, it won't be bad um, that I can do just one. I'm um, 
but so yesterday I called a lot of people and reached out and and and, and asked them what I can do better to help me you know get through this time. Um, a lot of what comes back to me off is praying and and getting closer to my higher power and 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 this has been inconsistent with me too on how to do that. So this morning I wrote a letter to God. I got on my knees, which I don't always get on my knees. I said the three prayers. I said the serenity prayer. I said the uh, uh, third step prayer and the, and the um, seventh step prayer. And I looked out to the woods, and I, I and which is what I love to do out there at nature. And I love deer, and I'm always looking for deer. And there haven't been many deers lately out there. And I said, God, if you're out there, please show me a deer. And I was looking way far across the pond because I'm thinking they're behind a tree or something. And y'all, a baby deer came right across the front of the pond, absolutely precious, with a dot on the back of the tail. And I had the shock, the jolt, I can't even believe. I was like, oh my gosh. Ah. <laughs> uh, I love deer, and there was God. <laughs> you hear me? I'm weeping with joy. God was right there in front of me, not across the pond. And I'm so glad that I made it with Craig that you heard me, because I want to hear myself talking again on the on the re, on the re, recording, because I need to hear myself having felt the love of God for the first time. <laughs> and thank you all. I love you all. I know some of you know me out there and some of you don't. But thanks and I pass. Well, thank you for that good way to end us today. So, um, thank, thanks. Did I unmute? Yes, you're unmuted, Craig. Sorry. Um, it, it was a good way to stop. So um, I want to thank everybody who uh, uh, shared today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's date, which is uh, uh, December 25th, 2020, uh, is 16065 um, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Marjo please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Marge? Yes, thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if you own if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him, 
into your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of, of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.